0: Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Hello, I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communication Director here at Real Life Ministries, and I'm with my friend Jim Putman, who is the lead pastor here at Real Life Ministries in Post Falls. And today we are going to talk about a topic that uh, Jim certainly has a, a lot to do with, and that is discipleship in the community. I know over the last 20 years here in the Kootenai County area, uh, community is something that you really have focused on.
1: Well, yeah, here's what, what I mean by the community. I, I believe that discipleship happens in, in two ways. First, there's an aspect of discipleship that's one-on-one, uh, one person sharing their faith with another and making disciples. Everyone's a disciple, everyone makes a disciple. But as the disciples come together in the church sphere, uh, we come together as the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, working together, the family of God. There's the aspect of discipleship that happens through a church body. So some of discipleship happens best one-on-one. Some happens best in a life group. Some happens best. Uh, some of the of discipleship happens best in a large group context. Some of it happens best as the church comes together to work together to reach out in ways that the church could only do it together in mass numbers as we combine our resources, time, talent, and efforts. This uh, subject is important to me, and one of the people that has has not only you know came to church here, came to know Christ here, was a disciple, was discipled, became part of the team as a servant, and then now not only helps lead a major ministry in our church, but still disciples people one-on-one, has kind of both aspects of this... Uh, working together in a way that I think is, you know, you want to celebrate what you want people to aspire to. And so I'm really excited that Rex Latah is here today. Not only does he lead our Lifeline's ministry with tons of volunteers that reaches out in our community in a combined resource sort of way. He's also a disciple maker who starts with people one-on-ones. To this day, he and his wife, one-on-one, uh, life-on-life, in his home, in his neighborhood, and in the church as well. So Rex, I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Jim. And Yeah, we do have
0: Rex Lata with us today, which I'm really excited about because uh, Rex is a disciple maker in a a large group context being over our Benevolence Ministry here at Real Life Ministries, and also before he was on staff and even today uh, ministers to individuals uh, in the community in his home and uh, does a lot of things to try and win them uh, to Christ. So uh, Rex, welcome. And first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the ministry here at Real Life Ministries and what you do?
2: Yes. um, Lifelines is one of the uh, ministries that I oversee, and that includes financial counseling and assistance, uh, food. Um, We actually have a soup kitchen going on at the same time. Um, We help people find employment through our job club. There's a thrift store that's involved. It generates income and also gives away things for people in need. Um, And uh, it's it's a fun ministry to be a part of. But the, the end goal, though, isn't
0: the food or the job. The end goal is to get an opportunity.
2: Yes. Yeah, so you know, we get a variety of people from a variety of different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so we're wanting them, I, this is the idea. We want them to connect with Christ into his community. That's what we're looking for. And we do that through experiences. So they come in for assistance. And we're going, hey, we'd love for you to have an experience with us. Try a, try a, a, uh, service, go to recovery, do a Bible study. Um, there's a variety of different things that they can, uh, participate in. And because a lot of people have had experiences, Mm -hmm. but they haven't been positive. And so we want to give them a new experience, church experience, Mm -hmm. and even social service experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're treated like a number instead of a human being, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, that can taint you, uh, from when you walk in a door. So to give them a new experience and uh, we've found that that's been really successful. We used to have people work for their assistance. Mm-hmm. Now we've gone to experience, and we've had a lot more fruit from that. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is people have been connected. They, they come in, they make this their community. They make uh, Jesus their Lord and Savior. And then also, um, probably 10, 15% of my team actually came through that ministry, and now we're serving in and giving back to the community. So I, I hear a lot of uh,
0: people that are Christians and, and that uh, obviously are because they're Christians, they're d- disciple makers or disciples, uh, and they talk about inviting their neighbor to, to church and having a hard time uh, inviting their neighbor. Uh, but listening to your background and what you do on a weekly basis, it almost sounds like there's an extra step before you you do that—an an earlier invitation that you're yeah, taking.
2: This is definitely invitation. It's definitely listening. Um, most people's stories uh, make sense when you know their backstory. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, listening to it, expanding that story, you know, then you can relate to, because, you know, we're all poor just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so when we can interact and relate with one another, we can walk with one another instead of a, you know, a, a, a kind of a looking down, I pity you, and so let me help you that way. So it's more of a we're, we're striking it. We're, we're relationally connecting. So then we can move in a, in that next step. And I think people, people miss the relational component of mm-hmm. it. They, they move too quickly. They don't know backstories. They haven't developed enough, uh, relational mileage, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to, to, to ask for that permission to ask for that next step.
0: Well, and I could see, you know, I'm just trying to put myself in someone else's shoes uh I'm a non-Christian. You see just from uh, you know, twenty feet away that I'm somebody that needs Christ, and you come up to me and you just start talking to me that way, I would I would automatically get defensive because you don't even know who I am and you're you're telling me what I need. I would say it'd be like some doctor that you don't you didn't go to
2: go see uh telling you what uh, no. what pills to take. It would that just wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah it doesn't work. That's why you're you are it, God provides opportunities where they actually need, and so it gives us an opportunity to 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 kind of connect. And a in, in neighbor, even a neighborhood's the same way. I mean, you know, there's always going to be needs in a neighborhood. If you're open and available, um, you know, you can uh, you can step in and, and walk alongside people to to be able to develop that relationship. Yeah, yeah, it can get creepy. Mm-hmm. you know um i've had I've had the creepiness happen to me uh before I was a christian I, I i know that wasn't effective for me um and I know that's something that I wouldn't do, and that's not really my personality mm-hmm. so I never thought you were creepy oh, thank you Lance. yeah
0: no uh we're talking about we were talking about lifelines, but you're also over uh sports and outdoors, which is a new ministry here, but really the concept's oh. very, very much the same, isn't it?
2: It, it is the same what when you're dealing with lifelines we're we're more reactionary we're We're reacting to things that have happened in people's lives, and a lot of times it's reacting to things that have happened when they were in their developmental years. Mm-hmm. And so now it's played out. They become adults and because there's pieces that are broken or missing, life's not working well. And so that's the great thing about, you know, you become born again, you moved into a new family. Now all those things can be rebuilt the right way. Mm-hmm. But with sports and outdoors, we're being proactive. So we're actually grabbing the kids and families at that young, impressionable age, you know equipping the parents. But even if the parents aren't willing to be equipped, we have coaches that character, Christ-centered, You know, they're embedding those seeds in these kids, and so we're actually—I'm optimistic that 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. the ministries of the recovery and the benevolence, all of those oversights that I have that are more reactionary, Mm -hmm. those actually numbers will go down Mm -hmm. because of what we've done in the proactive side, and the same thing we do with children's ministry too. They do a fantastic job embedding Christ into their lives and those character and those qualities. That the you know Bible's true, abundant life comes through obedience to to God's ways, and so I, I'm super excited about that ministry. Well,
0: that is a great vision when you start thinking about a countywide uh, kind of drop in people that are in crisis just because of the fact that they've built healthier relationships. With uh, godly people and with God Himself, yeah. and it's and it's literally changing the DNA yeah. of their family.
2: And you know, Lance, one of the really when you listen to stories, it is it is heartbreaking to to know that m- that most people when they're coming in, they don't have one healthy relationship mm-hmm. that they could reach out to and say, "Hey, I need help. Could you walk alongside me, help me through this?" Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Yeah. You know, so sad.
0: Isn't that sad Rex that somebody would say that and, but it is so true of our uh, culture right now. You know, here we have all these ways to connect with each other. We got cell phones and computers and people are sending emails and their social media. But the re- the reality is that when it comes right down to when I need help, uh, People people don't have anybody to go turn to. It's it's it gets a it gets a lot lonelier when you're in need versus just telling somebody what you had for dinner or whatever they do on social media. But you have a but you have ha- always had a heart though, to, like you said about building relationship with the individual in order to build a relationship for them with Christ. And you actually have had people go as far as, uh, living with you, haven't you?
2: Yeah, we have. I, um, I was reading Matthew 25 actually, and it was talking about, you know, uh, hospitality was one of the things they were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a be kind of weird. Cause you know, I was uh, in my past, I had been homeless mm-hmm. and my dad has decades of homeless behind him. And so it and so it just got me thinking about and praying about, and then all of a sudden, God starts bringing people in your life. And uh, one man I'm thinking about in particular, um, he, uh, my kids actually call him Grandpa. That's how that's how relationally connected um, he became, not only with me and with, but with my whole family. And you know, coming in as a you know a homeless, addicted man um, to now being married and a leader in the church and you know has a significant role in our recovery ministry Uh, when i think about where where he came from to where he is now uh it just blows me away Mm -hmm. and uh, the amount of things my kids learned from him because i didn't have a dad and i didn't know how to do they learned how to fish um you know all the things involved in fishing um, actually, even chopping a uh, chicken's head off in our backyard. <laughs> well, there's something
0: everyone needs to
2: do, yeah. Everybody needs to know that skill, but anyway, uh, just a, a blessing. And, and you know, and discipleship goes both ways mm-hmm. is yeah, we discipled him and proper opportunities, but you know what? He actually discipled me and my family, also, and so it was just a real blessing. And then my my whole home group was a part of this. You know, that, you know, we were all coming alongside and and filling needs and and building relationship. Because the reality, Lance, Mm -hmm. is if I disciple somebody purely one on one, they start looking like me. And Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in people really looking like me. We want them to look like Christ. Mm -hmm. And that that relational disciple that was relational environments were Everybody's unique and different, it's got different giftings. Um, we all grew in our faith uh, from those relationships that were um, you know, God ordained and you know, not all of them, because there we had a few, not all of them have been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that success sometimes shows up years later. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that we've had to ask to leave and and it didn't work out. Um, But now we can look 10 years, 15 years down the road and actually they're doing well.
0: Right. And, uh, you you know, that that is such a great point. Uh, And I was actually going to ask you about that is uh, you're not having the listener's have the belief that every time you build a relationship, (laughs) they end up showing your kids how to uh, kill a chicken. The reality is that some people are going to reject the, the idea of I need Christ at that time, but it's, but because we have these environments like lifelines here at the church, Mm -hmm. sports and outdoors, where we're going to have, uh, opportunities to build relationships with their parents, their grandparents as yep. we've seen yep. already show up yep. uh, on the fields uh, and the kids and the coaches, yep. uh, people that would normally never come to the church or yeah. uh, on, on the campus, now we're here because yep. their kids are in sports and that gives us a chance to build uh, this relationship. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I um, I don't know what else to say, Lance. That is, <laughs> I, it, I, I, I love what we do. Um, it's not perfect. It's messy. Anytime there's people involved, it's very messy. People are complex. Um, a lot of times they don't even know their full backstory. They don't even know what's really going on fully today. Definitely, it's the future. you know, there's a lot of prayer mm-hmm. you know that goes on because you know we're talking about future and eternity and destinies and those are big things, you know And so you know, the heavy lifting is God's you know, right. we do our part, we're inviting, you know, we're encouraging, we're, you know, giving people opportunities. And, um, you know, and just as much as we can, and, you know, the bandwidth that we have, we're, we're trying to be obedient, uh, you know, to what God asks us to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, for some people, um, it's going to be, uh, look different than others. I wouldn't expect, uh, expect there'd be probably pretty few people that would like say, Hey, come, come stay with my family and, right. and, and you know, become part. That's pretty rare. Yeah. That would make you an outlier. I would yeah, agree with that. Exactly. But, but there's lots of things we can do. Can we invite them to an Easter egg hunt? Can right. we invite them to a, a sports event? I mean, how many people did we have last year that, you know, came to a, a kid's sporting, uh, um, community and, and heard Christ. They did a devotion every week before the games. I mean, um, and they loved it Mm -hmm. and the grandparents loved it and the parents loved it. And Mm -hmm. we've seen the fruit of that, you know, in our, you know, in our services also, and especially in children's ministry, they've just been growing crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh,
0: but I, I would say, though, in, in just listening to your story, that when you're talking about discipleship in your community, there's a real big theme I hear about being curious about somebody's story, building a relationship, and then probably more important than anything is, is being patient with uh, that relationship that you're building because it isn't all of a sudden, uh, you have a conversation with somebody, you know, their middle name or their last name, and now you go walk to the baptistry It could take several
2: years. Yeah. It could take several years. In fact, it, it does take several years. I I've watched that. Um, I've watched the fast, uh, you know, the fast burns, Mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, people make decisions and then, you know, in three weeks you never see them again. Um, but I, I've noticed the ones that, uh, you know, there's been a, a patience uh, developed in the relationship. I think we all have an internal uh, time clock in our head, mm-hmm. and when people aren't changing as fast as we think they should, mm-hmm. we start acting different towards them, and that creates relational um, distance. Mm-hmm. And I think we've always we got to be aware, number one, that we have a tendency to do that, and to to actually be able to talk about it. And, and to be honest, um, that, that um, that's something we struggle with um, because uh, we're not in control of the timing that's God's. And so mm-hmm. you're right, um, you know, pushing people away because they're not moving fast enough. I, I, I'm thankful that people didn't give up on me because it was, it was probably two or three years where outwardly, I know God had changed me instantly in my heart, but outwardly, because of all the damage and the hurt and pain and the scars, there was probably two or three years before outwardly, I actually started uh, bearing some little buds of fruit mm-hmm. that people could actually see. Hey, you know, that guy actually is, is different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you knew me relationally, you would know that my heart was changed, but from the outside, you couldn't see anything for a couple, three years. Mm-hmm. So I get that process that it takes a while for people to change and transform. And, um, yeah, so... um,
0: Well, I'm just glad that Jesus doesn't do that with us, because uh, I've certainly given him enough uh, to cut bait with me uh, over the years. But you're uh, talking about journeying with him and using and having trust in the Holy Spirit in that relationship. Because the reality is, is we don't know the point that they're actually going to break. But the fact that you did build a relationship with them earlier uh, really goes and compounds your earlier point about how not that many people have a relationship of where do I go when I need help. They're at the point of crisis now, and where they they realize that they are desperate and they need Jesus, of course you're going to be the person that they're going to be looking for, which is that opportunity you're looking for in the first place.
2: Yeah, and that's why I haven't changed my phone number in, in uh, honestly, I haven't changed mm-hmm. my phone number in 15 years, and, and it's on my business cards, my cell phone number, because I want them to be able to contact me when that happens, because mm-hmm. I'm praying for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, there's, there's nothing like getting that phone call in the middle of the night. You know, where, you know, it's like I'm done done. There's a lot of duns in right. people's lives, especially if they've really been hurt and broken in their past. But being done done is a different is a different ball game. And there's just it's just sweet to hear mm-hmm. um, and to be a part of it. And then getting them in group environments as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm quickly as possible, because they will drain you. Mm-hmm. They will drain you. You have to have people around, mm-hmm. you know, so we can all share, especially the more broken they are, the more relationships they need around them. You, I think uh, when you say
0: that, it makes me think of uh, visually
2: about saving a drowning person.
0: If you're the only one doing it, they could actually drown you, too. Yeah. Whereas trying to get them connected to a group, is a lot like getting them into the boat. It's a completely different scenario and way less taxing on, on the person and probably uh, way more long-term successful yeah. uh, by getting them connected with other, uh, other people. Yeah. Well, uh, Rex, I appreciate you coming in and talking about uh, building relationship first and really reaching out into the community by building these environments and uh, where we can... Uh, reach people and, and, uh, eventually win them to Christ. Thanks a lot, Rex. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the real life discipleship podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple. It's just not easy.